Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Tuesday, December the 27th, 2022 at 1127 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus, made up Bible verses, made up Bible verses. Now, now, now to be honest with you, I, I, this really wasn't my first idea. I, what, what happened is this morning I opened up my email inbox and the first email that I got was from a company, I think it's called Outreach. And they were like, Hey, you need to order your church bulletins through us. And I was sitting there looking at the email and I'm like, wait, now remember today's focus is just giving you something to focus on. It can be about anything. So I know you're going to be like, that would have been a weird program, but I was looking at this and I, all I could think about is why do churches do church bulletins? I don't understand the need for church bulletins. Like why would you, why, why, why would you spend the money and the time to make church bulletins, right? You hand everyone this, this little booklet, this little a couple of sheets of paper or one sheet of paper folded three different ways, whatever they, whatever you do or ever how you create a church bulletin, you hand it to people, they look at it and then it's thrown away. Like, what's the point? I don't, I don't understand church bulletins. I do not understand the church purpose of church bulletins. I didn't understand them. I don't understand them in 2022. I won't understand them in 2023. I did not understand them in 1995. I didn't understand them in 1990. And I didn't understand them in 1987, 1988, or the first time I was handed a church bulletin when I walked into a church. Now, in a liturgical service, a church that's very liturgical, you may you may have a reason or justification for a detailed church bulletin to let everyone know when to stand, when to kneel. Okay, we're going to be saying this. We're going to be reciting the Lord's Prayer. We're going to be reciting the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, the Chalcedonian definition, whatever the case may be. But in most churches, I don't understand the church bulletin. But but that's what I was going to talk about, right? So I saw that and I just started like, I've got to talk about it because that's what I'm focusing on today. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Why do church bulletins exist? But then I thought, okay, do I talk about that? Well, then I looked down at my next email. And my next email said, eight key Bible verses were just made up. And I was like, wait, what? There are eight key Bible verses and they were just made up. I'm like, okay, you, you, you had me at made up, right? You had me. So I'm like, I've got to talk about this. So I started reading the email and I was like, what in the world? Okay, I am trying to understand this. So it, this, I, this, this just screams that a series is coming. We're, we're going to create a series on eight made up Bible verses. At some point, we're going to have to create a series and do this. We're going to have to. I know I've got other series I need to finish up, but this one just screams it needs a series. But I thought for today's focus, I would at least throw out this idea, at least let you know that this idea is out there. Because it seems like this email was taken from an article that was published somewhere. So there's there's an article floating out there somewhere in the world of the internet, right? In the in internet land, about eight key Bible verses that were just made up. And then underneath that headline, it says this: Christianity invents as 
needed. Now, do you feel that that's true? And in any way, shape, or form, do you feel like that Christianity will just invent a Bible verse whenever it's needed? They will just invent whatever they need whenever they need it. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's fair criticism. I don't think I've seen a lot of Christians sitting around, let's just invent a Bible verse. I've seen Christians try to take a Bible verse and make it say something it doesn't actually say. Now, you could maybe, maybe that's what they're trying to say. But I don't know if we did. Did we just sit down and grab, you know, grab a pencil? We're going to write a Bible verse. I think we I think you could argue. Why do Christians misinterpret certain Bible verses? Then that would come down to a, a discussion about hermeneutics, biblical interpretation, Bible study methods. I, I, I don't know, but but they, they so I just thought that that was interesting. Christians invent as needed. We could make that today's focus. In what ways do you think Christians invent concepts, rules, and ideas when it, they're not actually in the Bible? Right? I mean that that would be an interesting conversation. But let's let's read a little bit of what they have to say here, and we and I'm going to try to just go through these really quick. Give you the eight things that they feel are based off Bible verses that Christians just literally made up. And I, I don't know, you, you may find this fascinating, but we, we will have to work on this later. But here we go. When I This is how the article begins. When I grew up in church, what people called Christianity mostly boiled down to a couple, to a couple Bible verses. I learned later they were all faked. All right, now wait a minute. If you grew up in Christianity and you thought it was only based on a couple of Bible verses, I don't know what kind of Christianity you grew up in, but that seems truly bizarre and weird to me because I would argue that Christianity is based on, I don't know, 66 <laughs> books, right? With a whole lot of Bible verses and we spend our lives reading them trying to understand them, trying to interpret them, arguing about them, debating them. I, I don't know if I've ever said, hey, here, when, when I became a Christian, no one just said, hey, here's just a couple of Bible verses. This is all you need to know. I, I don't, I, now you may argue that the church spends a lot of time ignoring some of the things in the Bible, but I, that's just bizarre that you would grow up and then walk around saying that Christianity was boiled down to a couple of Bible verses. It goes on. I learned, and then notice the, the claim here. I learned later they were all faked. So according to them, they grew up in a, a form of Christianity that basically says you can boil down Christianity to these few verses. And then this individual figured out later they were all faked. The greatest scheme in the history of humankind is that Christianity fakes some Bible verses. I'm telling you, my email inbox is always an adventure. All right, here we go. As I started reading, as I started reading Bible scholars, I realized the religions had that, that, okay, maybe read this again. As I started reading Bible scholars, I realized the religions had made up or very badly misread its most critical passages. Now, supposedly Bible scholars taught them this. I would like to know which Bible scholars, because I can probably guarantee you there are quote unquote Bible scholars who would be like those Bible scholars are wrong. But OK, but supposedly he read those, you know, those top secret Bible scholars, you know, those books are kept, you know, locked in a dark cave somewhere so that nobody can get to them. I mean, like you do realize any criticism you bring up about a Bible verse. 
Christians have probably been arguing and debating about it for 2,000 years. So I, but okay, okay. All right. So he discovered the Bible scholars and said, hey, 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 hey. They just made these things up. All right. So here we go. Number one. Here's the first thing that was supposedly made up by Christianity. The first thing where Christianity decided, we're going to make up a Bible verse. Are you ready? Here's number one. Does Genesis say the world is evil? Does Genesis say the world is evil? Now, according to them, Christians, this is according to them, Christians like to say the world started out in Genesis 1 as a perfect paradise. And and it was wonderful, idyllic, everything about it was great. And then it got ruined by humans. The world was good. Then it turned bad. Now, do Christians say the world is evil? Or do we say the world is under a curse? And that the perfect environment has been destroyed because sin entered into the world and the creation groans under that curse. And that what became evil is not necessarily the creation. It became cursed. What became evil is us and the human heart. Is that not more an accurate rendering of biblical Christianity? And it says, except the Bible never says the world is bad. Such a verse doesn't exist. And again, where, where did Christians come? Where did they get the idea that we were walking around? The world is bad. The world is bad. We would say there's evil in the world, but the world is cursed. So I, I, I'm, I'm completely baffled by this. So, so number one, supposedly, the first ver- thing that the Christians made up is we made up a verse saying that the world is evil, and they're saying that this is a misrendering or a misunderstanding uh, of the word good in Genesis chapter one, when God looked at his creation and said, everything is good, that, they're, that he's saying that we misread that completely, that we don't understand what that actually means. I don't know if this person really understands when when the Christians say that the world is cursed, that sin has entered into the world. I, I think he's missing. I think it's a he. Um, I don't know if the name of the uh, if the author is. Uh, yeah, I believe it's a it's a male who wrote this. So I'm going to refer to him as he. I'll say the person who wrote this. They them however they need to be addressed. Um. I, I, I just, I don't seem to understand. Like, this is like basic Christianity 101. What became evil is the human heart. What became corrupted is the human nature. Creation was cursed. So now there is, not everything is perfect in the environment. In other words, there's thorns, there's thistles, there's disease, there's plague, there's plagues, there's storms, there's famine, there's drought. That, that is a result of the fall. So I I thought that one was bizarre. Number two. Now this one, they go literally right after one. Is everyone desperately wicked? Christians like to say humanity is evil. That's why you need religion. Then they go on, on and on and on about the total depravity of man and like to quote Jeremiah 17, 9. Except scholars have long said this translation of Jeremiah 17.9 is just Christianity gone wild. It is a complete invention. They said the Hebrew text is complex. And out of that complexity, the religion just wrote a new verse. 
So according to them, we've completely misinterpreted Jeremiah 17, 9, and it doesn't say anything like it's supposed to say. According to them, it says, here's the translation. The heart is more closely kept than anything, and humanity, what human being can know it? So they are saying that it does not say that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. According to this, they're arguing that it should be translated that the heart is more closely kept than anything and humanity, what human being can know it. Now, my argument is let's throw out Jeremiah 17, 9. Let's, let's, let's just buy for argument, throw out Jeremiah 17, 9. Do you not believe that when you go from Genesis to Revelation, the one thing we constantly see is the depravity in human beings and sin and sin and sin and sin and sin that all have fallen short of the glory of God, that all are sinners, that we are dead in our trespasses and sins? So even if you make an argument, now we now at some point maybe we'll do we'll do a series on all of these and look at them, but I would really like to know because I, I think if you look up every every English translation of the Bible in existence, I think they all will handle Jeremiah 17:9 in a relatively similar way. And he's saying that no, no, no. We we that everyone got it wrong and we completely made it up. Right? Number three. Is lust forbidden, according to this email? If people now again, this email is claiming that there are eight, basically eight key Bible verses, and that Christianity just made it up. So we made up Bible verses in Genesis one, saying that the world is evil because the world was good and it changed. That we made up Jeremiah seventeen nine that that we've completely invented that translation. That the heart is deceitful and wicked, uh, de- uh, wicked and deceitful above all things. Now number three, they're claiming. Is lust forbidden? This is what they say. If people knew one thing about the Bible, it's that the world is sinful and evil. And if they know two things, it's that God hates sex. Isn't that clear in, in Jesus' speech on Matthew 5, 28? But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Except this is still Christianity making, and I can't use the word they 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 use, I will use this, except this is ju- this is still just Christianity making dung up, all right? They, they use it a, a, an expletive here that we just make up stuff. They say the Greek word is translated lust, but there is no possible lexical context for this being a reference to inner erotic interest. Typically, the word means desire, as in really wanting anything. Jesus' lust and Luke twenty two fifteen to eat the Passover. The word can be translated, uh, can also translate the Hebrew word for covet as used in the Ten Commandments. That seems to be the context of Jesus' speech. To covet is to want something someone else owns. But Christianity invented a verse that seemed to have Jesus referring to all inner erotic interest as bad. So once again, they're saying that because we made it up, according to them, that when Jesus says you can't look at a woman with lust, that that's just a made-up Bible verse. Now, we'll have to stop there because we're at our 15-minute mark. So let's go through this again. According to this email that I've received today, the eight Bible verses were just made up because Christians just invent things. 
The first one that they supposedly say we made up is that we made up the idea that the world is evil. This one is bizarre to me because they don't really give us a, they say that we just misunderstand the word good, that when God said everything was good, but they seem to misunderstand what Christianity is actually teaching. We actually teach that the world is cursed, which is explicitly stated in Genesis and in Romans talks about all of creation groaning. So all, I think there, I mean, just look at the world, pain, suffering, and death, clearly something is wrong, right? And that we believe the human heart has become wicked. So I don't know what number one is really referencing. They seem to misunderstand everything. Number two, according to them, is that Christianity made up and completely wrote Jeremiah 17, 9 to fit our agenda of saying that people are sinful. They're saying Jeremiah 17, 9 should not be translated. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked and who can know it, but it should be translated. The heart is more closely kept than anything and humanity uh, is the heart is more closely kept than anything and humanity, what human being can know it. They're saying that's the correct translation. Now, my argument was I would, you know how I like to deal with people who disagree. Okay, I agree with you completely. Let's throw out Jeremiah 17, 9. Now, let's go back to Genesis and read from Genesis to Revelation and see if we can still prove the doctrine of human depravity and that the heart being deceitful and wicked without the use of Jeremiah 17, 9. And I will argue we can probably come very close to proving it even without Jeremiah 17, 9. But I would love to, to see how supposedly that we've all got Jeremiah 17, 9 wrong. That would be an interesting study, but I'll, I'll leave it for you today. And then number three, according to this email, that the once again, Christians, we made up the idea that Jesus is condemning us looking at, a, that, that condemns anyone who looks at a woman with lust. That once again, we just made that up. According to them, that all Jesus is really doing is condemning, I guess, uh, coveting what someone else owns. That's all he's really doing. That's all he's really doing. So that we can look at women with lust and it would be perfectly okay because it's not condemned. I, I don't know. I don't know if that would, I don't, I don't know. It says, but once again, we created that we just made this up. We We can look at that today or well, not right, not not on this episode, but we will look at these in more detail. I wanted to just present this to you because obviously I'm going to be focused in on this today. Remember today's focus. In many cases, it's just what I'm focusing in on and you just get to hear, but it also gives me the opportunity to say, hey, what do you think about this? So what do you think about this? According to them, there are eight key Bible verses that Christianity just made up. Number one is, according to them, Genesis doesn't actually say that the world is evil, so we made it up. Number two, the, the Bible doesn't actually say the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things, that we made that up. And number three, Jesus didn't actually say that you can't look at a woman with lust. He did not actually mean that. According to them, all of that is just made up by the church because we make up what we need. <laughs> that is pretty bizarre to me because I know if there was one verse I think, I think, I think I can't speak for women, but I think most men would be like, hey, if I could get rid of a verse, I would get rid of a verse that condemns me looking at a woman with lust because I would feel a whole lot better about myself. I think most men would say, I don't, I don't, I don't see a lot of men going, man, I've got to make sure this says what it seems to say. I think if there was ever a verse people would try to get around, it would be that one. 
So where do you get the idea that the church just made? He speaks of it like there's the the one church and the one church says, hey, everyone, this is what you're supposed to believe. There isn't just one church from a practical human standpoint. There are all kinds of churches with we're always struggling with interpretation and how to understand these verses. But I, 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 it's just like there's some grand conspiracy out there. And we're like, hey, guys, we're going we're gonna to convince all the men that they can't look at a woman with lust. We're going to make this up so that we can enslave people. I, I don't I – don't, I, I, that's some, some conspiratorial craziness. But we will work on these. And if you want to work on any of these today, I would love to get your thoughts on these three. We're, I know there's eight. Maybe tomorrow, maybe later today, I'll do a, a, a special episode of today's focus, and we'll look at some more of these. But I just, I'm just, I'm just baffled by it. I'm just baffled. Right now, I want to start working on some of these. The, the first one is, I think, easy to refute. The second one, I, I, I don't even know where that's coming from, but okay. I'm, the second one, I, w- I would argue the second one by just going everywhere else in the Bible that seems to clearly indicate that we're sinners without Jeremiah 17.9, then circle back around, then work on Jeremiah 17.9 to prove whether what they're claiming is true or false. And then the third one, I think it would be interesting to do a little bit of work on it. On Matthew, uh, is it, what is it? Uh, Matthew 5.28 uh, to see. But I, I would have a hard time trying to support his view, but what was, or their view, because I don't know for sure who wrote it. All right. Today's focus, made up Bible verses. This is out there in the, in the world of the internet. I know there's always crazy stuff, but it showed up in my uh, email inbox today. So that I would bring it to your attention. Love to get your thoughts on this. Remember, today's focus is, is supposed to be short, just handing you something to focus in on the day so that it can spark good conversation and discussion. Start discussing. Let me know what your thoughts are. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I'm going to lose my voice. Newsif at yahoo.com. All right, we'll circle back to, around to this in some way, shape, or form, but we'll be back live on the air here shortly as well to work on other podcast episodes and series that we need to try to finish before the end of the year. But I think we're going to end up stumbling today into, well, I, get, I don't know where to put this next one. We're going to try to do a sermon review that's going to probably take four or five parts and I don't know where to, cl- I don't know if we put this in the long gospel. I don't know if we put it in the Bible study exercise on fear because we're studying Matthew 14. I don't know where to put it, but I have a feeling it's going to spark some very important conversation. And we'll try to start that here in the next 15 to 20 minutes. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. And that is your today's focus for Tuesday, December the 27th, 2022 where someone is claiming that Christians just made up some Bible verses. Tell me what you think.